Hello and welcome to episode one of the Locked On Blues podcast, your number one source for daily blues content, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your number one local sports daily podcast network. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And not joining us today is our third co-host, Joey Palazzola, but that's okay. He'll be in many episodes in the future. Today, um, we have something very special for you. Our first guest interview with none other than Young Page Views of Barstool fame. Yeah, our pilot episode, starting off with a bang. This is your captain speaking. We're going to be flying this ship across the United States of America and bringing you local daily blues content for your listening pleasure. You love to see it. And we're starting off with a bang with Young Page Views, the two-part episode. Oh, oh, yeah. So um, today's episode one got a bit of bit of young page view interview tomorrow. We got some game recap, some Taylor Hall news, some other daily blues news Thursday, part two of the young page views interview and Friday, more more regular blues content, NHL news, but lots of lots of good stuff in the works. We're very excited to bring this to all of you. And a mailbag on Friday as well. So if you guys yes, are listening yes. to this. Please ask um, us more questions. We only have like yes, one. Yes, please. Any kind of questions. Whatever your little heart desires. I'd love to talk to you guys about anything and everything. Yes, yes. Um, yes, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, as far as what to expect from the other episodes, uh, I think Tommy's got a good idea of that. So Tommy, go ahead. Give him some more details. Give him some deets. Yeah, just kind of, well, especially Thursday. Thursday should be exciting because we got a little breaking tea with the Taylor Hall news. I guess maybe not spilling tea, breaking news, a little mm, bit of mm. in between there. We got a breaking tea. Oh. And uh, if you guys oh. haven't heard about breaking tea, oh. so if you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift for that special sports fan in your life, check out breakingtea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts and teams about passionate passionate moments around your teams. Great for all fans, all ages, all teams. So go check out breakingtea.com slash locked on. Feel free to search the rest of the site. I know they've got some blue stuff on there. Um, and I think one of their blue shirts is actually on sale right now for 50% off. So Ooh. definitely go check those out. Ooh. Yes, yes, definitely. That Perfect being stocking stuff. Yes, yes. That being said. It's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to the world of Locked On Blues, and welcome to the first ever guest interview. Without further ado, here he is, Young Page Views. Ladies and gentlemen, in the flesh, Mr. Safari Friedman, Mr. Young Page Views, Mr. Dancing Rat, Ben... Thanks for coming on our show today. It's a pleasure to have you. How you doing? Man, it's a pleasure to be here. And I just want to tell the people at home when you said in the flesh, I did pull my shirt up kind of like the Gloria videos just for, for effect. I know it's a podcast, <laughs> but just I want the people at home to know there was flesh being shown. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. I like it. We appreciate All right, so it. I think, so I think our first question um, that Josh and I really have resonating in our souls for you, um, how – the hell did you get Boris inside of Enterprise Center? <laughs> well, it's first of all, I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm probably going to say too much about and I probably have already. 
and then next year they're going to clamp down. I actually saw a law today, a tweet being like, there's a new law cutting down on service animals, which is a problem for me. But because Boris is actually uh, a stoolie reached out to me, I think, like during the Winnipeg series and was like, I can get Boris registered as a what's it called? A service or like a comfort animal. It's like for anxiety and stuff, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as you guys know. I came down with a real strong case of that right around the playoffs when I needed to get Boris in. So (laughs) convenient. It was actually really good that Boris was around because I had a really bad case of it, and it was you know super lucky that I had him so he could keep me comfortable in the game. So I actually had a few things. Uh, Francesca, Pat's wife or fiance, was kind of uh, in on the operation. She was gonna (laughs) the first option was gonna get us through. The player entrance. We were going to try to have Pat bring him in in, like, his duffel bag. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we were going to go get him from the wives' lounge and then bring him up through the elevator. And then the security, weirdly, people don't know this, but, like, or I don't know if, I don't know if people do know this, but, like, the security for every Blues regular season game is, like, one thing, right? And then Stanley Cup finals and everything, they started changing every single security. Like, it's all new people. The NHL brings in their people. There's no Blues guys. So Fran was like, Fran had like a lucky tradition of not even bringing her ticket a lot of times. Like she would like, it was like a weird thing. And once again, I'm probably just, you know, dry snitching on a lot of people right now. But the whole point was, she was like, I don't even know if I can get in the normal way, all this stuff. So it was, it was shady, but that was option one, right? Like when we were trying to get him in. All right. Option two was to try to get some sort of like service animal thing but like we looked it up and I called ahead and I actually had a girl that worked there was kind of informing me once again can't give up my sources but she was kind of doing some behind the scenes work with security would they let him in as a service animal and it was like I think only dogs were supposed to be allowed which is a crazy rule I mean how absurd is that to think yeah (laughs) only a dog I mean <laughs> Who says chinchilla can't provide me right. comfort and service? Exactly. So that was, they're a lot fluffier. They're fur so soft, dude. Exactly. Like, I mean, bro, if there's one place that chinchillas love to hang out, it's NHL hockey rinks during playoffs. It's, like, it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's exactly like their normal, you know, environment. So, <laughs> anyways, the third way was like we were just gonna bring him in and kind of like in plain sight, like instead mm. of trying to sneak underneath and I instead of it. trying to do a declared like service animal thing. Someone, I forgot, someone told me, like, dude, if you just walk in the middle of the thing during the beginning of, like, you know, rush, like, what you guys know when the whole game is, yeah. like, crazy and there's yeah. people, yeah. they may just, like, not, like, they, what ended up happening was the first game, I went in with my mom, which I thought was kind of, like, a smart, you right. know, like, it, she's disarming, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so me and my mom go in, and actually, I forgot, the, the <laughs> other one was, I knew someone that was a vendor who has one of the carts. Which once again, I'm I'm dry snitching again. Which I'm just Takashi six nine right now, and I'll never be allowed. That. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it'll be good for the podcast. So fuck it. Hey, love yeah, it. we love appreciate it. it. I have trouble not saying things when when I think of it. But anyways, so then he was gonna bring it in through the vendor cart as like like a food item type of thing. Oh and my god! I, I really shouldn't be because that's really he did not do this, and it never happened. For the record, on my life, this never happened. Like an old. Now, where they got like a silver dish <laughs> and they lift it up and it's just oh, dude, it's like dead serious because they're not gonna check like you know think of how many things of food go in there every time <laughs> so that was one of the things but he was like at the last minute he's like dude i could literally lose my entire license of which is very fair and i was like all right i'm gonna try this first but that was one of the backup options so anyways me and my mom walk in 
and I had them in this carrying case that kind of looks like a purse almost. And I had my mom kind of like carry with me. And I was like, mom, just don't say anything. And <laughs> the girl at the like security thing, you know how you put your keys and all your stuff to right. the side, then walk mm-hmm, through. Right. Yeah. Put them around and then like everyone puts their purse, in, but then they're like, hey, ma'am, can we see in the purse? And like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, it's not going to be. Like, Operation fucked. Yeah. Up, like, and also, I'm like, if she opens it, it's going to, like, Boris is going to skirt and run off. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, man, this could go a lot of ways. So I kind of held it and unzipped a little bit, like, trying to act like it was a normal person. Like, oh, take a look inside. And there's, like, grass and, like, alfalfa, you know, like, his food and, and like, you know, water bottles. And I was like, she goes, oh, uh, what is that? And I was like, oh, he's a service animal. Like, I had the papers out, which is a power move because yep, right. it just looks like it's medical. Pay- like, they don't, right. they're not going to. She's re- like, oh, I don't need to see those yeah and dude what person wants to be the one who calls someone on like a medical like i i know that sounds like like douchey to say because it's like you don't want to take advantage of that but i mean he was licensed by a medical professional so and <laughs> I, I do get stressed during blues games so what right, can i yeah, say right, exactly but so i didn't feel that bad but anyways she kind of gave me a weird look and then i was like okay cool like the service animal and she was like oh all right and before anyone could even come over i was like mom let's go and i just bolted and went straight down into the seats like i didn't walk concourse anything because you know like especially last year during the playoffs dude the, the my windbreaker and like having boris like people would see him and cause a scene and i was like like people mean well they're like oh we want to see boris i'm like please like you're gonna make this like right. a bad situation please right. just stop yeah like don't look at them. Don't make a scene. Just like, I got to get them down. So then I went down to the boards right on the glass of like warmups. And like, I put them down underneath the seats because no, then I just look like a blues fan. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And like funniest thing was like Pat and some of like the guys would come over to the boards and I lifted them up and they were like, no way. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so dope. That's this is like before the Stanley Cup final game. And I was like, dude, look at this. And they're like, what? Like, you know what I mean? We were looking at each other through the glass. They're like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, dude. <laughs> So, anyways, that was game one, and they lost, right? Uh, so, dude, and I had a room to put him in, which, once again, I can't say where it is. And, like, who knows if it'll work this year because I think they found out after game six. But Uh-oh. I had, like, an office that someone was letting me use where I could store him during the game. Oh and, honestly, God. I know I was joking about environments for a chinchilla. Like, it, he was in a loud thing coming in, walking in, which is, like, the same as the ambulance and stuff going by in New York. Like, you know, it was loud here. Mm-hmm. And then we – took him straight to this quiet office where it was cool and quiet and dark right, and like yeah. he just ate his hay and drank water and was <laughs> fine so like as much as everyone jokes about it like he in the first game he didn't even come out right game two my boss dave pornoy was with me and this was like as you guys know he's known to pull a stun or two in his time right Not yeah sure, and right? also Dave Porter never been beaten really in many championships. He's probably like fifteen and two. Yep. And I'm happy to say I'm one and zero against him because <laughs> I told him before, literally before the first game in Boston, Dave's like, "Oh, you dude, it's it's cute that you like even are excited." I was like, "Bro, you've never, <laughs> never felt the presence of a magic rat." Like I was so sure, dude. Boris talked to me like when I'm here. I'm like, "Dude, we're gonna beat Dave." Like I knew it. And, like, the craziest thing, like, Dave looked at me. He's like, bro, I've been doing this for 20 years. You think I'm afraid of a rat? And I, I was like, dude, that's what the Winnipeg Jets said. That's what Dallas said. Mm-hmm. That's what San Jose said. I've and all of them, Boris just ev- eviscerated each team. So I was like, <laughs> oh, man, this guy. And, you know, I love Dave. He's given me everything in my life. But it's like I just knew at that point I'm like, we're going to have to execute this dude through Chinchilla. And, like, it just 
I knew it. So anyways, we're walking in. We had this show at Ballpark Village. We're walking over. And like, Dave's like, oh, no chance you get him. And I'm like, I, I looked at him and I was like, dude. I was like, I know you're like whole stick. Like he's always got some sort of slant. I was like, can you please not just screw this up? And Frankie was with me and Faderberg was with me. And and Frankie's like, dude, no chance. I was like, bro, I'm going to get him in. Like, trust me. And Dave literally was like, I will not say a word. Like you have my word. And I was like, Dave, please, dude. Like, like <laughs> I was being honest as I've ever. And I, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Thing was, and this is so funny in retrospect. I actually believed him, you know, like he mm-hmm. was like, why? Well, like, I get it. You know, like fair's fair. Like I want a fair fight. Like I'll, I won't say a word. And then of course we get to the thing. We're walking in and he starts making a scene. He's like, oh, like, does that thing bite? Like he's saying it so loud. He's oh like, what kind God. of animal is that? Does that bite? Is that dangerous? Like, and all of a sudden people, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? And then immediately too, I knew, I was like, God, I should have known. Like he was, you know, like trying right. to trust Dave in that environment. Of course yeah. he's going to do, do it. it. I'm so dumb that I believed it. That's why he's the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. You know what I mean? So yep. next thing you know, the girl comes over is a different security, different everything. I'm like, oh my god, fuck! I'm like, I don't have a backup plan. I wouldn't have, just, I can't leave him on 14th and Clark. You know, like I right, gotta right. go somewhere. So she comes over. She goes, what is that? Dave's like, oh wow, whoa! Like he's like flinching, kind of like making, you know what I mean? Like making right. it like obvious that there's bad. something there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, fuck. She's like, is it dangerous? I was like, no, no, no. She's like, why is he so scared? I'm like. Well, I don't know. He's messing with me. I'm like, he's a Bruins fan. Like, how can you trust him? Like, all this stuff. Ah. And next thing you know, like, she's like, well, let me see the paper. She's like, looking him over. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, so then we get through after this. And the, wow. su- the supervisor comes over. And I had my dad's, like, season ticket uh, card thing because he, like, goes every game and stuff. Because he went through the vendor entrance once again, dry snitching. But we had a little <laughs> game going. So I used his thing. He went in. Actually, I meant to say my dad worked at one of the food stands for uh, this game. He was uh, serving a lot of stuff and brought some supplies in. He did a ton of work for the stand. So he's a food vendor. But anyways, so next thing you know, the supervisor comes up. He's like, let me see your tickets. I was like, oh, man. I'm like, she's like, okay. It's like, we're going to be here. We're going to have someone come down to your seat. And if these papers aren't legit, like whatever, like, like, this is not funny. You think this is fun games ever? I was like, okay, fine. So I walked out and I wasn't sitting in those seats. They were my parents' seats, right? right. So like too fast for the feds, too cocky for the cops. We were out of there. They never <laughs> oh caught me. He was wow. in the office, nothing. Like it was easy money. Wow. So then when they won, Braden Shen scores the empty netter, right? With like right. a minute 30, it was a miracle. So I run, I told Dave, I was like, I gotta go get Boris. And he, it, credit to him, he was like, fair enough about this. He's like, all right, go get him. So I go downstairs, I sprinted. We were in 300 level where the infamous towel incident happened, unfortunately, and dastardly. So next thing you know, <clears throat> I go down, I get him. I run out. That's when like the whole bread hole thing happened. I saw him like he grabbed him. He's like kissing him. It was crazy. Like that video was the luckiest thing. It was like such an insane moment that yeah. all came. And then, because chinchillas, the chinchillas away, are hard to hold, aren't they? I think I saw I'm that somewhere. So scared he was gonna drop him. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, he was. I believe it or not, I think he had a cocktail or two. If if I had to estimate, <laughs> really? and I was like, this guy's gonna drop him. No one's ever gonna feel bad. About <laughs> No one's going to be mad at Brad Holbin. They're going to be like, 
you were never allowed back in Scott trade because you lost a rat in here. And Boris, you cannot catch him. Right. If he's yeah. gone, bro, I can't catch him in my apartment, let alone in a <laughs> like arena, right? 25,000 people, yeah. Bro, so then after I got him back and like I was kind of sitting there, I was like, man, that was crazy. You know, I was like posting the video and I was leaving and I saw the NBCSN shot with like Pierre and it was like Pareko and they're doing this whole live shot and the stands are empty and I was still in there. And oh. I was like, dude, like how funny would it be to go put Boris and start dancing with him in the back of the NBC? Oh and my it was God. So I walk over behind the bench to do it. And this guy who's like one of their production, like giant security guys is like, don't even think about it. But like oh. he was at the top of the section and I was like close enough that I, but I'm not like a bad person. Like I like, right, like, yeah bad kid i can't like just disobey authority like that so i kind of half like put him in like didn't really i could have like walked right down and made a scene but like that's just not me i don't know but right. anyways i kind of walked down into it because like i wanted the credit for being like oh like boris is on nbc mm. they come down bring me out three guys had no idea who boris was any like no one knew what was going on that it's a joke they're like how'd you get that in here that's a live animal all stuff and they're bringing me out literally we're about to kick me out i had oh, none of his boy. carrying case and they're like you're never allowed back in here they're like getting all my info and francesca past fiance sees me at the last minute she was with little rig like his brother other, all the stuff she's like what are you doing and the guys are like he's gone she was like no he's not like that oh my god wow save me dude like save me i owe her so much wow and she's like she starts talking to him and they're like who are you like she's like oh you think like he this you know guy's gonna get kicked out like whatever and Fran looks at me, she like, as she's talking to him, she's like, bang, go in the elevator, do not stop walking, and I'll go get his carrying case, I'll go get all the stuff, just take Anthony and go down to the wives' lounge and just hide. And I was like, all right. And like, we ran over to the wow. She's reading them the riot act, dude, and these security guards are so mad because at this point, <laughs> there's a picture, I'll, ta- I'll DM you guys the picture. I was so scared, it's the funniest picture. I'm like looking behind me, terrified. <laughs> And, like, me and Anthony are just booking it for downstairs. Oh, my God. Like, she's reading them the ride act, and they see me walking away, and they're fuming, dude. But, like, she's, like, 5'1". Like, what are they going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Rush past her and attack me? Like, I don't know. It was, like, a weird thing. She had my back. I go downstairs. I'm legitimately, me and Anthony are down there. And as we're waiting for Fran to come back with, like, the carrying case, she's the best. Like, Literally, her fiance just won a Stanley Cup final game. Like, she did not have to do this. She's going up getting Boris's treats, his water. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's an angel. So, me and Anthony are waiting down there. And, like, I'm, I'm not, I can't say who, but like, some people from the NHL, a ref came over and, and was like, dude, I love Boris, all this stuff. Wow. Because, like, I, I can't say that because he was refing the series and stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. And, like, some people would be like, some of those calls. I don't think it has anything to do with it. But my point is, for me, I was like, that's crazy. So then John Hamm comes around the corner, too, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, it's like, this not him. And he's like, oh, like, what is this? Like, he also had a few cocktails, and we're standing down there. Next thing you know, he's holding boards. We're, like, taking pictures. And, I like, Fran comes down with all the carrying cases. I'm like, yo, Fran, look, like – John Ham, she's like, oh, like he'll he'll definitely. We were like gonna have him say hit the dance, all this stuff, and he was like, guys, I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. I was like, dude, get <laughs> like, 
I appreciate the picture. Like, no worries. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> That's and like, amazing. all the boys, like, like Thomas came out. He's like, dude, how'd you get him in here? Like, Shannon came out. He's like, bro, how did you get it? Like, everyone was just like so fired up that Boris was there. I was like, this is so crazy. So then, like, we're leaving, and Pat was like, dude, like, like Gretzky's. I guess Gretzky was there too, and I was like. Bro, I've overstayed my welcome. At some point, I felt like a court jester, just like wheeling around my rat. Like it was like at yeah. some point, I was like, it, it, I had to leave. But like the point was, Boris was very close from being in Brett Hole and Wayne Gretzky's hands in the same night, and John Ham. Oh, it was wow. dude, Legendary. craziest of all time. And like, it was very stressful overall, and it could have gone very wrong. But like, Boris is here. He's happy, healthy. He's never been healthier. And to me, it was worth it. He's like the most storage chinchilla in hockey history. So long story short, it was impossible to get him in at first. But like, and dude, we drove him down from New York. Like, you can't fly with him. It yeah. was the longest saga of all time. But it's a story that I feel like was worth it in the end. And people, you know, if that was the difference between winning the cup, maybe that's the Razor's Edge difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like yeah, he was yeah. the difference for sure. And he's absolutely a legend in terms of as far as chinchillas go. Like, I don't know how many chinchillas have been in history books or Sports Illustrated or Not anything many. like that, but guarantee he's going to be in a couple of them so and it's one of those things too like i'm not a huge stats guy i like to be an eye test guy too you know like it's not all analytics but 52 years with no cups no boris like he's on the scene for one year he has one cup you, you tell me you know what i'm saying like yeah, dude, exactly it sounds like sounds like something changed we bring in a little different personnel and they win a cup first year That's i'm not true. saying it was 100 percent him because obviously the players had something to do with it and like the coaching staff worked hard but like let's let's face it you know what i mean there's been a lot of good blues teams how many cups that's all I'm exactly saying. just wow. like throwing a little curveball in the universe and next thing you bro, know bro we, tried, we had wayne gretzky loss Al McKenna's loss like think of how many players Demetra, Brett Hull like over the years for Durko no cups one rat one cup that's all I'm saying and I'm not saying once again it's not all him there's like plenty of people the training staff the team doctors like a lot of people worked as part of it <laughs> it's a little trickle down effect but but, 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 but mostly Boris it was a culture yeah. change yeah yeah that's what it is a culture change exactly yeah yeah Again, that was YP, Young Pages with Barstool Sports. Uh, I want to thank him for coming on the podcast. And if you guys have not checked out Barstool Outdoors yet, please do so, like he was saying, because it is, it is a cinematic masterpiece, to say the least. Um, so just a reminder, that was part one. Part two should be up on Thursday, and tomorrow we'll have the game recap for the Colorado Avalanche and a little bit of Taylor Hall talk. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya.